right, enough messing around. Let's get going here. Tuesday night edition Philip Ward show. 1,167 days left to go in the Biden regime. And folks, things just ain't getting any better. Now, obviously, conservatives and Republicans throughout the country are pretty upset with Joe Unity Biden. Average, everyday Americans are pretty upset with Joe Biden. But now we even have Democrats. Oh, and by the way, I can throw the independents in there as well, as we saw from that USA Today uh, Suffolk poll that came out yesterday. Even independents have had enough of Joe Unity Biden, which I think, by the way, I know affectionately we call him Joe Unity on this program. I think we ought to start calling this guy 38% Joe, 28% Kamala. I mean, literally, that's the only, there's only 38% of Americans who approve of Joe Unity Biden. 28, think about that if you're Kamala Harris. Oh, who has jetted off to petty for what reason? I have no idea. I mean, at the end of this week, she's going to have spent more time in Paris, France than at the southern border which has already had over 1 million illegal aliens and counting flooding into our country. Now, I swear that Joe Unity Biden made her into the border czar. Well, she has yet to visit the border. And and you, you hear a lot of conservatives saying, how come Joe doesn't go and visit the border? Well, Joe Biden, no, and, and you can have... You know, I've heard the argument before, you can have video cameras, you can have pictures, the president doesn't need to be down at the southern border. Well, if the president goes down to the southern border, or the vice president, the media is going to follow. There are going to be cameras, and not just conservative media cameras like uh, the Daily Caller or Fox News. Oh, and, and there's news, I, I wanted to get to this last week, never got around to it. It came from the Hill. And it's about the cable news organization that Democrats are watching. Folks, it's not propaganda news, CNN, and it ain't, as you might expect, MSDNC. We'll get to that um, a little later on. But the cameras from all the mainstream media outlets, they're going to go down to that border along with Joe Biden. Then the attention is going to be there. Then you can see in real time how illegals are flooding into our country, how drugs are coming into our country, fentanyl, you name it, all of this is pouring into the country. We're not a sovereign nation right now. And if you want to have secure borders, well, then you automatically must be racist. I don't, I don't make those rules. That's the Democratic Party who says things like this. I mean, even though we heard previously Barack Hussein when he was president, he said we need to have secure borders. Nancy Pelosi even said that we need to have secure borders. You can go up and down the list. Joe Biden himself, Hillary Clinton. You know, it's amazing how how partisan these people are. I mean, when the agenda, when the narrative doesn't fit their agenda, they're all out. But then when it does, oh my goodness! I mean, they they they'll give you argument after argument as to why they're right. I mean, it's so outrageous. And you wonder why we're such a divided country right now. I mean, we are a country of complete and utter partisanship. There is no bipartisanship anymore. Now, one of those reasons, and I've defined what I believe bipartisanship is for you, 
That's the Republican Party backing down and just laying, rolling over to whatever demand, whatever radical socialist craze, whacked out idea that the Democratic Party has now installed. The Republican Party just gives into that. I mean, I, I still can't believe that Mitch McConnell gave in when it, when it came to the debt ceiling. Well, Mitch McConnell says, well, you guys have governed on your own for the first few months here of the Biden presidency. Republicans haven't had a say. So we're not going to save you when it comes to the, raising the debt ceiling. But then two day, two, three days before the deadline runs out, here's Mitch McConnell. Well, I'm glad to say that we've negotiated a deal. I mean, that is one of the most DC swamp things I've ever seen out of Mitch McConnell. Nothing that fool does really surprises me anymore. But sticking with the Senate here, sticking with how many people are fed up with Joe Unity Biden, even Democrats now, 11 Democratic senators have written Joe Biden a letter. And by the way, I mean, what? That's going to wake him up right here, Joe. Here's the letter. Okay, let me uh, let me read. Well, don't don't fall asleep, Joe. You got to read the letter for. Oh, so, so sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Well, 11, 11 of my of my own people sending me this now. Uh, and, and, and Joe, I, who knows if he can read anymore? I mean, he, he struggles reading the teleprompter, for goodness sakes, that his own people are putting in the words for him. I remember seeing throughout the campaign trail uh, last year, 2020, when Joe, had, I believe it was in Michigan, and he had the, the, the teleprompter. Uh, folks, the size of this thing. And then the font size on there as well. Good Lord. The biggest font you've ever seen. You know, I'm talking font size bigger than if you're writing a paper in college and you just want to get it all done and over with. Uh, it was outrageous. But anyway, so let me give you the headline here. 11 Senate Democrats call on Biden to relieve, quote, undue burden as gas prices soar. Now, remember, when inflation comes around and, and, and baby, it has come around and it is here to stay in this administration. It's the middle class and it's poor Americans who are affected the most by it. Now, I thought the Democratic Party is the party of compassion. They're supposed to care about those kind of people. But obviously, as you see, their policies only hurt them. And then, you know what? Next year, then in 2024... They're going to come running around, hey, uh, it's election uh, season again, and we're going to need your vote. Even though we haven't helped you out with a single thing, we're still going to need your vote to, to, to stop those nasty, racist, awful Republicans from dictating your life. I mean, literally, the Democratic Party is a party that goes out and tells minorities, you can't make it. You can't achieve what you want to do in this country. Why is that? Because of those nasty, racist Republicans. Republicans haven't had a single say in major American cities for 50 years. Things, I mean, I go back to, I liken it to if, if, if you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they go out and cheat on you and then they say, oh, I'm so sorry. I won't ever do that again. And then they go out and do the exact same thing. And then you keep staying with that person, 
I mean, at some point, the leopard ain't going to change it, it, its skin, <laughs> whatever analogy you want to use. I mean, cheaters are cheaters. You know, a snake, how about a snake, right? A snake, uh, the old uh, fable with the woman who, uh, the snake's dying on the road, and she comes and fixes it up and brings it back to life, then the dang thing bites her. I mean, that's, that, that's exactly what the Democratic Party does to minorities. And then they say, Then the snake says to the old woman, well, you knew I was a snake. When you picked me up, all of these Democrats are snakes. Oh, and by the way, Adam Schiff today. Remember, it was Adam Schiff who who just the House Intel um, chairman who conducted all these meetings and oversight when it came to Donald Trump and Russian collusion. And he promised, promised the American people for years that there was clear evidence of Trump's colluding with russia and there was never anything he's the biggest by he got caught by russian pranksters uh, uh, they were calling him saying that we have naked photos of trump and he was saying oh well well does vladimir know about the naked pictures of trump and this guy and by the way if you ever take a look at him don't look into his eyes too long big old bug eye looking ugly thing that he is but morgan ortegas um who was co-hosting on The View today, and a conservative woman who used to be in the State Department, on The View, I have no idea how she got on there, but she just ripped Adam Schiff over the dossier. And then and then she's, um, Adam Schiff, you know, who just tries to weasel his way out of it, well, she says, uh, yeah, I think your credibility is totally and completely shot. She's absolutely right by that um, as well. Anyway, let me get back to this group of 11 um, Senate Democrats. So they penned a letter to President Biden, and, and that'll really get him moving, right? Well, well, here's a letter for you to read, Joe. So they write this letter urging Biden to get a handle on sky-high gas prices. Quote, we agree with your recent comments at the uh, United Nation Climate Change Conference, also known as COP. 26 that as the united states works to boost the development of clean and renewable energy over the long term we must ensure that americans are able to afford to fill up their cars at the pump in the meantime you know what this is folks by the way this is democrats understanding that climate change climate change is like their high their highest top most main priority that they have what they're understanding here, though, is saying, well, obviously, and, and go back, use the example of Keystone XL. So Joe Biden says that, well, well ooh, 11,000 American jobs. Uh-uh. Oh, I can't have that. I got to cut that. And on day one, January 20th, not Keystone XL, that's done. 11,000 American jobs gone right out the window, right down the pipeline, you could say. And then they promise. Jen Psaki, by the way, Jen Psaki's still out of the office. I, I, I don't know what's going on with her and COVID. But Jen Psaki promised to those 11,000 Americans who are probably still looking for ways to feed their children, to feed their families, to put food on the table, looking for their next paycheck. She promised that they would have, quote, green new jobs. Well, it's now October and there are still no green new jobs. Now, what the, these Democrats are saying is in the meet, they say, we agree with what you're saying about climate change. Yeah, we're all in on climate change as well. But 
the polling is not reflecting good news for us. So when it comes to the gas prices, Joe, you got to get a handle on them. When they say we must ensure that Americans are able to afford to fill up their cars at the pump in the meantime, they mean we know climate change and as AOC says, the world's going to end in 10 years. We know that it's not as extreme as we push it to be. They know that. And now they're saying, though, well, this isn't good. We're, we're probably going to get, in, as Barack Hussein put it, shellacked in the midterms next year. We have got to get a handle on gas prices. Um, the senators included statistics from uh, AAA that revealed that the national average price for a gallon of gas is the highest it's been since, go figure, 2014. Yep, you guessed it. Who was president then? Barack Hussein. And has increased $1 per gallon since last November. Um, among the senators were Vermont's Patrick Leahy. By the way, have you heard Leahy? That's how Leahy talks at this point in time. Uh, Richard Blumenthal, also known as Denang Dick, um, if you ask Donald Trump, lied about uh, serving in Vietnam. And then, of course, Focahontas, Elizabeth Warren. So, uh, and they also, by the way, say that the rising prices have placed an undue burden on families and small businesses in their own home states. They understand, folks, things aren't good right now. Now, on top of that, a lot of news today. So this was on Fox News. Uh, Pete Hegseth is the guy's name of Fox News. Really good guy if you ever listen to him. Uh, he was talking to New Jersey voters and they say, quote, everybody is fed up with Democrats. The mandates, the high taxes in New Jersey. Now it's the high inflation, high gas prices, also high grocery prices. They're sick of it. And I would say, uh, now? Really, now? Oh, I, I, we're closing in on a year. Well, we got, what do we got? Uh, two, three more months before we get to a year of the Biden presidency. Now you're getting fed up with Joe? Really, you could have been fed up in, in the lead up to the election? The mean tweets put you off? ABC News reporting, heating costs this winter are expected to hit wallets hard. CBS reporting, supply chain bottlenecks could ruin Americans' holiday plans. And as far as the supply chains go, um, there was some news uh, last month I wanted to get to about Ron DeSantis, uh, who basically is saying, listen, Florida's open for business. We can, we can, you know, figuratively save Christmas here. Uh, anyway, CBS today. Grocery stores are already struggling to fill empty shelves. People can expect to pay record high prices for their holiday food. And folks, if you notice, if you pay a lot more money on for, for Thanksgiving, which is coming up, than you did last year, then I want you to remember that. When you go to the ballot box in 2024 and uh, uh, closer than that, 2022, Connecticut resident uh, saying, quote, uh, reacts to the price of gas, food, and energy under Biden saying his retirement check is not enough right now. How sad is that? Kraft Heinz Company raising the prices of their products in some cases by up to 20% to fight inflation. CBS News, quote, dig deep. We are just about a nickel away from the all-time average high price for gasoline. We're already seeing numbers that start with 
fives and sixes, folks, for a gallon of gas. Even Biden today. The cost of gas, groceries, and rent. Oh, it uh, it it it, it seems to be harder and harder to handle. Joe, that's because of you, you ignorant old stupid idiot. That's because of your administration. That's why only 38% of the country, and by the way, you have to be a wacko. At this point in time, you have to be so partisan, so crazy to support anything that Joe Biden is doing. I've been questioning his motive for weeks. At what point in time do we say Joe Biden does not want this country to succeed? Or is he just that stupid? And, and, and where is he getting the information from that his policies are popular? They're not even close to being popular. There's not one poll out there that shows more than half of the American people approving of what Joe Biden is doing. Not one. Now, how about this? John Kerry, headline today. John Kerry says the U.S. won't have coal by 2030 how about that right when we're in need of energy and oil and gas and john Kerry's going to get rid of coal right all this war on fossil fuels that the democratic party has uh u.s climate envoy imagine that being your title my god said today in scotland that america which boasts the world's largest economy will stop by not if joe not if joe keeps going the way he's going will stop burning coal Sometime within the next nine years, uh, by 2030, John Kerry says, we won't have any coal. Says, we will not have coal plants. But I hope you're listening in West Virginia, Joe Manchin. Uh, discussing a shift from coal, Kerry placed emphasis on markets being a driving force behind more cost-effective power sources like renewable energies and natural gas. By the way, John Kerry, and his, it, it, I'm, um, you know, he's so worried about climate change, he's a climate envoy, but he says, well, I have to fly around in private planning. The carbon footprint on this guy. Uh, he says, we're saying we're going to be carbon-free in the power sector by 2035. I think that's leadership. I think that's indicative of what we can do, he says. Uh, U.S. Uh, coal mines are running. Uh, this is in Bloomberg now. U.S. coal mines are running out of miners just as demand booms. Now, this was just last month in Bloomberg. Just when the world is clamoring for more coal, U.S. suppliers are facing a shortage of miners. The number of coal miners in the U.S. has been sliding for years and is down about 8.6% from before the pan-slash-plandemic. People who have left are reluctant to come back. Young people are even more wary about taking a job in an industry that they've consistently been told has no future given the global push toward clean, green, new energy. By the way, coal makes up roughly 10% of U.S. energy consumption. That's from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. The data also revealed fossil fuels, petroleum, natural gas, coal, made up an estimated 79% of total U.S. primary energy production just last year. Now, not just John Kerry and his war on fossil fuels, but there is, there's this position out there, and I'm sure not a lot, maybe a lot, some people know about, maybe not, Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. 
Now, they write our mission, this is from their own website, to ensure the na that national banks and federal savings associations operate in a safe and sound manner, provide fair access to financial services, treat customers fairly, and comply with applicable laws and regulations. Well, Biden's nominee, woman by the name of Saul Omarova, she was talking today about oil, gas, and coal industries. And she says this, quote, get this now. We want them to go bankrupt. If we want to tackle climate change, how about that? Saying we literally want our energy industry to go bankrupt. And they have no plan, folks. Obviously, they have no plan for this green new energy. Where is it going to come from? They have no unearthly idea. None at all. Um, and, and, and these are the people who are running our country. I mean, how can we have a successful country when the people running it absolutely hate it? How? Um, how about this? Now, 28% Kamala. She's off to Paris, France. Simone Sanders, who's a Harris, uh, uh, Harris spokesperson, saying this today. She was asked about the low polling and why the you know, polling is so bad when it comes to Joe Unity and 28% Kamala. She says this, quote, I'm not folks on the polls. I let the pundits pontificate on that. The polls are a snapshot in time. And at this time, boy, I am looking forward to touching down in Paris, France. But before that, taking a nap. Now, hold on a minute there. I mean, that uh, taking a nap. Whoa, that's Joe's job. Joe's the one who takes naps around here. Well, the AP reports today, VP Kamala Harris in Paris. For U.S. France fence mending trip, U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris kicked off a four-day visit to Paris in Charm Offensive Tuesday, aimed at shoring up relations with France, America's oldest ally. Washington's relationship with Paris hit a historic low this year after a U.S.-British submarine deal with Australia scuttled a French contract to sell subs to the Australian Navy. While well, Harris starts her trip by meeting with American and French scientists working on COVID-19 preparedness at the Pasteur Institute in Paris, France. By the way, Biden uh, told Macron, the French president, the U.S. had been, quote, clumsy in its handling of the issue. How about that? There's Joe apologizing for the United States again. Anytime there's a problem in this world, yeah, must be the United States' fault. Whatever this idiot. I'm a. I shouldn't. Well, I. I. I gotta apologize. I'm on the because of the last administration. Oh boy, they they really put us behind because they left the Paris Climate Accord. Man, oh, that that dang Donald Trump. Man, he's he saved the U.S. billions of dollars. But nah, we can't have that, man. It's all about globalism. It's Joe Unity. CNN poll today. Propaganda news. CNN poll today. One year out from the 2022 midterm elections, 58% of Americans say Joe Unity Biden hasn't paid enough attention to the nation's most important problems. Oh, boy. I mean, like I say, folks, the polling just gets worse and worse for Joe Unity. Um, now, this was in uh, Fox News today. Listen to this headline, right? Because... You look at, oh, and by the way, where, where in God's name has Gavin Newsom been? 
Where has the governor of California been? I think he was saying that, oh, it was Halloween. That's why I, I wasn't doing anything publicly. Oh, really? The last time he was shown, he got his booster shot. What did that booster shot do to you, Gavin? Oh, boy, almighty. Anyway, listen to this, though. Because California and, and New York, I mean, they, haven't they been champions in the mainstream media when it comes to COVID? Well, how about this? Because there's there's some villains when it comes to COVID. Obviously, the number one target for the media being Florida. And and, and I think by a, by a long way, well, I say by a long way, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas is up there as well. I mean, there's a few good Republican governors, but by far the best Republican governor, the best governor, period, in this country, Ron DeSantis of Florida. Headline, California's COVID rate is now twice that of Florida's despite mask mandates. California's coronavirus, Kung flu, China flu, China virus, whatever it is you want to call it, coronavirus rate is double that of Florida despite mask mandates and recommendations to prevent the spread of the virus. Who knows what day we're on now? Remember, it was 15 days to slow the spread. Then 30 days to slow the spread. Now it's like 30,000 days to slow the spread. Cases in California, uh-oh, are no longer falling. With the rate of increasing to the, uh, uh, to the CDC, red high level of virus transmission stemming from the Delta variant. Southern states, though, such as Texas and Florida, where state leaders do not enforce face mask policies or support other strict mandates, are in the CDC's orange substantial transmission level. California's vaccination rate higher than states such as Texas and Florida, but that still hasn't stopped the outbreaks. 62% of California's total population fully vaccinated, while Florida reports 60% and Texas only 54%. And uh, like I said, you know, here's uh, here's the headline for I wanted to read the uh, get to this a while ago. DeSantis says Florida ports can help solve supply chain crisis, saying, "quote Bring it to Florida." DeSantis pointing to the ongoing backlogs of. Ports like California and New York as well, which have led to empty shelves and ongoing supply chain shortages in communities across the U.S. DeSantis saying, quote, we have capacity at all of our ports. The governor fired shots at the White House for making a, quote, big deal over the announcement that uh, Los Angeles's port would start operating 24 hours a day. Well, uh, DeSantis says in Florida, we always do 24-7. Ron DeSantis saying, quote, We've got capacity, and all of our ports can offer these businesses good incentives if they reroute their ships. Saying if LA's closed, if California's closed, New York, they're not going anywhere. Bring that down to Florida. He says if you're going to sit off the coast for days on end, you might as well bring it to Florida. We have great logistics on the ground that can get it to market, and we are happy to be able to step up because there are empty shelves and folks we've seen the pictures before the empty shelves because of joe unity biden now this was last week in the hill and i could have sworn i swear you hear this all the time well well okay well we're so divided as a country because the media 
Uh, well, yes, CNN is, is Democrat, CNN's liberal, NBC's liberal, ABC's liberal, CBS liberal, MSDNC liberal. Yeah, okay, well, they're liberal. Yeah, okay, we get it. But Fox News is, is, is so Republican. Fox News is so conservative. Well, we've gone over it before. Primetime shows are, are all conservative. You know, we got on there Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, uh, Laura Ingram, I, I, Greg Gutfeld, big conservative guys. Well, very funny, by the way. If you ever get a chance to watch Greg Gutfeld's show, I don't really because obviously I'm doing the show here, but I've seen episodes before. The guy is freaking hilarious and beating late night shows too. But that's always the argument you hear. Well, let me give this headline in the hill. More Democrats, whoa, watch Fox News during prime time than propaganda news CNN. More Democrats are watching Fox News during prime time than CNN, according to data per Nielsen MRI Fusion. The data shows Fox News is watched by 29% of liberal prime time viewers compared to CNN, which garners only 25% of those viewers. Listen to this. Fox News also beats both propaganda news CNN and MSDNC for the largest number of independents watching the network during, during both the day and prime time. The data comes after Fox News was found to be the most popular network for election coverage uh, last week. When the Virginia governor's race was called, Fox News had 2.8 million viewers. At the same time, CNN and MSDNC had audiences of 716,000 and 800,000 respect, respectively. Folks, for an election, and, and again, this was a state in Virginia that Biden won by 10 points, so-called, and, and no, I shouldn't say so-called at all, liberal as can be, propaganda news, CNN and MSDNC couldn't even get a million viewers when the race was called. I mean, folks, people are turning off these networks because they know, folks, it is all liberal garbage and trash. Turning on Fox News, by the way. I mean, by the way, I'm not happy with Fox News when it came to the call of Arizona. Don't get me wrong there, but I mean, it's a far better station to watch than, than CNN, MSDNC, and all the rest of those liberal propaganda stations. Folks, no good right now. Things aren't going very well for the country, but I have good news for you. We have 1,167 days left to endure.